millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Good evening, TC, and welcome all to part 53 of our weekly podcast, The Current View, with the Idol of Hillsborough, Mr. Terry Curran. What kind of week have you had, mate? Well, I think he's getting worse. Yeah, he did. What's happening all around the world this moment in time, and you can mm. see, I think the globalists look like they've been for the for the takeover earlier mm. than they anticipated. So, mm. Oh, that or an idea. No, yeah. it's not a worry for me as such, but yeah. I can see what's happening with a lot of people, you know, frightened to death with this COVID, mm. what they're frightened the media, the false narratives mm. the media are putting out to people, what they know, what are frightened and scared of it. So it's, the world's going to be in a right uh, place, and I don't think it's going to be good for the ordinary people because people like Bill Gates, for me, will and are trying to... Uh, uh, reduce the planet and they're using all the excuses they want to do uh, to try and scaremonger people so it, it, in that sense um, it's not good but in general you know it's okay life's getting a bit better um, but then there's other things what keep cropping up with it all isn't there so yeah I'm, I'm just waiting for the islands to, aliens to invade and talking about people off another planet what magic moments have you sourced TC this week well Jack, Jack Grealish's goal against uh, West Ham. Yeah, I thought it was a terrific goal uh, under pressure. Uh, it's a result that they really needed. Yep. In a sense, like you know, because if if Watford gets another goal, you know, it puts Villa back in uh, into the relegation. So um, that's my magic moment. Two great results for for for, for uh, Aston Villa. And, and I'm not a Villa fan, but I, I like to see the big clubs up there. Nobody's got a divine right. Um, to be in the Premier League, but you know it, it, it's a proven fact that spending 100 million pounds on players uh, doesn't work. And Villa have got away with it this year, whereas Fulham didn't get away with it last mm. season yeah. or last year. But you know, so uh, my magic moment uh, was Jack's uh, goal on uh, Sunday against uh, West Ham. But what I'm going to add is Fulham didn't have a Jack Grealish. And, and, and this is my point with Jack, and I've had to block another load of Birmingham City fans this week for, for abuse. Because I always give credit where it's due. I grew up being taken down St Andrews by my dad, but I look at football in a totally impartial way and manner now. I like to watch good football, and no footballer plays greater football, in my opinion, than Jack Grealish. And I love to see the kid do well, especially because he's a local lad, and I used to manage and coach kids round in, in our area, in the central Warwicks, and... You know, that's what I used to put my boots on for every Wednesday night at training and Saturday mornings and Saturday and Sundays when we were playing. You know, to try and help kids get the best out of themselves, what they can do. And, and, and Troy Dooney was one in our age group. And, and, it, and it's, it's great to see Jack 
just playing on the highest stage, and I'm sure that the kid will go in and play on a higher one. Without doubt. I mean, the kid has got something special, mm. uh, and he needs to play uh, with better players. And I, and I know that more, yeah. than, more than anybody by dropping down like I did. You know, uh, he needs to play. And, and, and he's not having to go to the Villa players. Mm. You know, we all footballers, and we all know his, his level. You know, and they'll know that uh, Jack's been, a, you know, a big influence on them. Not only uh, playing-wise, but uh, dressing room-wise. Because looking at him, he wants the ball. Every time uh, he's on that pitch, he's wanting the ball. Now, there's a lot of players who will not want the ball yep. when the team's not doing well. You know, uh, they put under pressure, the fans get on the backs. I mean, it's a bit... We know it's a little bit uh, different now because you know there's no fans in the in, in the stadiums. Yeah. Stadiums, so um, it's a bit di- it's a bit different that way for players. But uh, he still wants the ball in a team what's practically struggled mm. uh, big time at, in certain times of the season. But they've got away with it, you know, uh, and I'm glad they've got away with it. But I think there'll be a better team for it next season. Now, in terms of Jack, <clears throat> excuse me, let's stay with Jack for, for, for a while. If Aston Villa, because they've got decent owners, have got a transfer, Dean Smith, who's the manager, and, and clearly when Jack scored that goal, he was like he was like a runaway truck going down the hill. There was one path that Jack Grealish was going on, and that was to Dean Smith, and he ran straight over to Dean and jumped into Those two have got a special relationship. And for me, I would 100% keep Dean Smith as the manager at Aston Villa. And if he's got £200 million to spend or something around that region, because, you know, let's not... Let's not debate it in a foolish manner. For just staying up in the Premier League, you get something like a hundred million, don't you? So they've got good owners as well. So it's not beyond the realms of possibility for Villa to spend again what they did last season. Now, if they bring in three players of fifty million each, that suggests to me that Villa could kick on and get somewhere in that top top 10, top 8, even top 6. We've seen it with Wolves over the years that have come up and made inroads to gain the Champions League. I don't think Villa are near that yet, but I think that they could be. Well, what I've noticed this week is that Villa have sacked the sporting director. Absolutely, yeah. And that's the first time I've seen it happen. Yeah. I'm not saying, it's, I'm not saying it is. I'm saying it's the first time I've seen it happen. Mm. And rightly so, because at the end of the day, you can keep sacking managers... Yep. You can keep sacking managers uh, as much as you want, but who's buying the players? Yep. Are they in in uh, liaison with the manager of what type of player he's looking for? Because when you look at it, it's not just Dean Smith. When you look at all the, a lot of these clubs, players want to come in and not some of them not even gain a game. Yep. Some of them don't even get on the bench. Yep. You know, and the day I when I say I I do listen to people, I do, but I, I say I say it the wrong way because I, I, what I'm going to say the day I listen to some people talk at football, the day then I'll be no good at it. Yeah. Right. And what I mean by that is you've got to have experience, right? Whether you're a coach, whether you're a manager, whether you're a player, whether you're, you know Bielsa comes into Leeds United, right? Whatever experience he's got in football, 
he hasn't won a lot of major trophies. Yeah. He's won he's won enough, but he hasn't won a lot. Yeah. It comes into Leeds. He doesn't want to spend fortunes, Gabby. Mm. He wants to look at the players that he knows he can coach. Yep. What's going to be good for the team? He's not looking for players, experienced players. He's looking for players what's got energy. Yep. What can pass a ball, right? Because a lot of these managers fail, but for two reasons: they go and play at that, they go and coach at that level in the, in the lower divisions, right? And they are flabbergasted that they they can't do or pass a ball, which they find absolutely unbelievable as a professional footballer at, at that level, yeah. right? That they can't pass the ball. They uh, revert. They think, well, this, what's the point in trying to coach them? They revert back to long, the long ball game. And that's when when, when they fail. Yeah. What Bielsa has done at Villa, at uh, Leeds, is come in and coach the players. And he's added. Yeah. What Dean Smith doesn't want to do now uh, is this. It's He's seen what he needs to see about the Premier League. He's seen the players what can handle. And it's not the Premier League. Oh, I don't listen to all. I'm not a sheep. I don't follow everybody else. Hmm. Of course, the Premier League is a demanding league. Yep. You know, there's a lot of top players playing in it. Right? What you've got to do is look at the players that you need. And you just don't... What, the other thing you don't do, you don't get people in bodies just for sake of getting bodies in. Yep. Because it gives you the bigger headache of of, of uh, picking the team. Mm. Because players are going to knock on the manager's door and say, why aren't I playing? It happens, it happens at every football club. It happens at Manchester United. It happens at Chelsea. Yeah. It happens at Barcelona. It happens at Liverpool. Mm. Players will... You'll not hear it at certain clubs, right? But you hear it at other clubs. So what Dean Smith's got to do is got to analyse the players he needs and when I say the players he needs, I'm talking about strength-wise. And yep. when I mean strength, a player in a position, if it's the centre-half, what can defend? Mm. He's composed on the ball. He doesn't panic. And knows the right time when he has got to go in uh, row Z. Because there will be a time when, you know, when your body's online and you, sometimes you, you, you have to do that type of thing. Yep. Then he's got to look at, what's my goalkeeper like? Is he good enough? Right? As we sent the ball, we're good enough to score goals. Now, don't always blame the, the striker not scoring goals. Do not always blame the striker. Because it all depends on the amount of chances you make as a team. 100%. Because if you're going to be a defending team, as a centre forward, what are you doing? All you're doing is giving back. Yep. And I'll defy anybody. Shows how quick you counter-attack. Mm. You know, uh, if you're coming deeper and deeper and deeper, right? Majority of centre forwards are not don't have blistering place pace. Some of them are very, some do, but some don't. You know, and then if you get midfield players, what's quick? And the other two people, left and right, are quick. They're gonna they're gonna leave uh, the centre forward dead. Yeah. You know, so he's not he's not gonna be in the position where he should be for scoring goals, and the team does not make enough chances for that goal that goal score to score goals. So what he's got to do, he's got to analyse his, his position. You know, uh, they definitely need a goalkeeper. Yep. Definitely, definitely, definitely need a goalkeeper. Mm. And he's got to, he's got to uh, go and get a goalkeeper for the way he's going to play. Yep. You know, if he's going to play out from the back, he's got to have somebody what's 
comfortable on the ball, what's not going to panic, mm. uh, what's not going to get his head down if, if, if time, times are hard. So that's what he's got to do. He's got to analyse the players that he, he needs for his philosophy, what's going to sort the players that he wants at the football club. Yeah. And think like that, because it's no good spending £150 million on three players if they're no good, Gabby. Yeah, absolutely. Because, yeah. let me tell you something, they're buying players at 25 million and 30, they're not even getting on bench, some yeah. of them. 100%. You know, I mean, so he's got to analyse it right, and he's got to, you know, uh, and if, if, if clubs keep chopping and changing these managers, mm. uh, I mean, Watford, I'm glad that, they're not, it's not, don't do it Nigel Pearce, it's, it's just how they run a football club, yeah. and the, the arrogance of them, Right. It's not to do with Nigel Pearson, uh, why I'm glad they got like It's how they run a football club. Mm. You know, as though they, you know, they're always right. Sacking managers, fetching same manager back in who the sack before. You know, everything about the club for me, because I'm not a sheep, I don't follow up the rest of them just because yeah. I want a job. Mm. I listen, well, that, they've done, that's how they've done it before they've kept up. Sometimes it's a bit of luck when they've kept up. It's a bit of luck thinking that it's going to, you know, because plan B will always put you in trouble. That's why I improved plan A, Gabby. Yeah. 100% TC. Can't disagree. My two magic moments are obviously Jack's, not just his goal, but his performance. performance. And, I, and I thought he was absolutely magnificent. And there was a time where Villa were under pressure and Tom and, Tom, Tom and Kieran watching watching the game with the boys. They were they were as nervous as kittens, let me tell you. And uh, under pressure, there was one instance when they were really under the cosh and, and it was a move it, move it. And I, Jack will play his way out. And like you've always said, no matter where he is on the football pitch, He's composed, he gets the ball, he looks up and he plays his team out of danger and then puts the ball through and gets them on the front foot. And that in itself is just an absolute quality. Few players possess and Jack has it in abundance. The other magic moment for me was uh, was Kevin De Bruyne. I thought that when Henderson was given the Football Writers Player of the Year, I'll be honest, I laughed at that because I just think that if you're a writer and you write about football and you're watching football and you cannot see that Kevin De Bruyne isn't the greatest midfield player and possibly the greatest artist that the Premier League has at the moment now that David Silver's retired, then I think you're in the wrong job. And the fact that they seem to have given Henderson it because Liverpool won the league they won the European Cup season before. They won the World Cup, the World Club Cup. And he'd done an awful lot of work off the field during lockdown. For me, that don't hold any water. I don't care what they do during lockdown. If you want to judge a player, judge the player on what he does on the pitch, not what he does in lockdown. Well, I agree. I, I agree with you oh, a little bit on, on that. Mm. You know, Henderson has done tremendous Good player. Paul yeah. Liverpool, and, yeah. he, and, he, and he's, he, he took a lot of stick at Liverpool, mm. and they were all going mad about him. What have they saw, uh, signed him for? You know, um, but he's turned out a decent signing for him. Yeah, I'm yeah. not saying an absolutely superstar, mm. but he's turned out a decent signing for him. Yeah. But if you're going to 
you see, the problem is the winners were always going to get it, and, that, and rightly so in one sense, because they have won the league, or they won the European Cup, or they won the uh, club, uh, yeah, World Cup, whatever, whatever they call it now. But, but if you're looking, analysing player by player, mm. Bruyne has had, a, even though City haven't uh, won the league, he's still had an absolutely outstanding, outstanding season up until the coronavirus. And as soon and, and when when the when the season started again, you know, it, it, it set off uh, where we left off. Mm. You know, uh, I, I don't know what it is with, with us. We, 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 even with foreign players, because when you look at Aguero, his record, a goal-scoring record, right? And he has never been picked in the PFA award, and he's never come close to winning the uh, Player of the Year award mm-hmm. from the sports writers. I, I just find it incredible. I do. Yeah, I think I think it's just gross stupidity. It isn't. It's it's just that uh, that. You see, again, I'm not I'm not a sheep. I don't I don't mm. follow what they want, want me to follow, mm. or I don't listen what they want me to listen to. You know, some of it some of it's good. What what they write anyway. I don't. I'm not yeah. calling it all. What mm. I'm trying to say is, it's this. We're telling you, he is the best midfield player in the country, and you're going to follow it and you're going to believe us. Mm. You know, and listen, it's their opinion and the right to do that and the right to to. But it's like, oh, well, some of them reporters will just follow them. No, no one will stand up and say, no, 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 he's not, he's not been the best midfield player this, uh, this season. You know, I mean, now, man, he's had a, an absolutely outstanding season. Brilliant player. Yeah, absolutely. You know, Roberts, Robertson, uh, a goalkeeper, has, yep. been, has had another outstanding season. So it's, it, it, what it is with me with the press, it's that we're telling you, and you will follow us, and the majority of them just do. They yeah. just do. I've got five Liverpool players in my team of the year. I think Liverpool have been fantastic. Liverpool aren't my cup of tea. I prefer to watch Manchester City, but they've got some great players. And, you know, when you post up things on, on um, you know, social media, people develop an opinion of you and think you don't like this team. I do like Liverpool. It's just I prefer to watch Man City play and the way that Man City and Pep Guardiola approaches the game. And I like Jurgen Klopp. I think he's a great manager. I think they're arguably two of the best managers that we've got in world football at the moment. And I think that, you know, we're quite blessed that we've got Man City and Liverpool competing for honours in, in the Premier League. And I wouldn't rule out next season with Man United spending a few, Bob. United being involved there and as well with Chelsea by the looks of one or two players that, that Chelsea are bringing in. I think Chelsea are going to have a great season as well. And I think Frank's done fantastic in his first year. There's an argument that Frank Lampard could have been manager of the season rather than Klopp, given where Klopp was when he started to where Frank was when he started and where they finished. It's almost like you've got to judge it as a handicap, not on a, on a level playing field. Well, I think what, I think what's, what, what's happened, um, UEFA or the Premier League or whatever it is, mm. you know, uh, what they've done, like your Lampard's, uh, Solskjaer's now, they're rewarding them for finishing fourth. Yeah. 
you know. Mm. And and rightly, I mean, even if you don't win the league, you finish third or fourth, you can still say you've had a good season because there's only one team can win the league. Absolutely. You know, and Liverpool and Manchester City both play beautiful football, yeah. but both play uh, in a different way. Yep. Absolutely. And I'm like you, I, I, I love the way our City do the flow, flowing yep. football and, you know, they're constantly, constantly, constantly uh, hitting you and hitting you and hitting you, trying to wear you down. Mm. But obviously some teams uh, stand up to it and then hit them on the counter-attack and they make a mistake and, you know, uh, and they'll get beat. But two great teams, right, play a different type of football with two great managers. Yeah. Uh, and like you say, Frank could have won it because, you know, if he wins the FA Cup this weekend, he's had a marvellous season yeah. in one sense. But it just shows you how good a crop the young boys are because they've never yeah. been given a chance before, have they? Absolutely, yeah. Chelsea have got some great kids there. And now he's been, and, and again, I mean, Frank spent zip. On that team, he's gone in, he's put together the team, he's improved them, he's given the confidence. And I think Chelsea, I think Chelsea have been absolutely magnificent because, you know, there was a lot of people beginning of the season, our Chelsea will finish halfway up the league. To get in the Champions League in the first season with a group of kids and not being able to spend any money, and let's be truthful, that was probably the main reason that Frank got the job. I think what he's done at Chelsea has been magnificent. Well, I I always appre- appreciate other people's opinions. Yep. Where, he, where, where I get to, I'll not beat behind the bush, where I get angry with it mm. is uh, because they're more politically correct how they say it compared to someone like me. Yeah, yeah. That, you know, they're always right. Mm. Because Lampard... There's a lot of the, those same people criticised him for getting that job. Yeah. How's he got that job? Mm-hmm. Yeah. He's got no experience. He's mm-hmm. got, you don't need experience. You've got to be good. Yep. And if you're good, mm-hmm. you'll prove yourself. And, he, and he's proved himself. Yeah. Yes. And then when he proves himself, what did what those same people what are turning around and saying, is that a better opportunity than whoever? That oh, he's only done well because of the players he's got there. Well, <laughs> you say that with anyone, could, couldn't you? <laughs> it could it could work the other way where yeah. you know it doesn't it doesn't uh, work out, and then because it's just ready for jumping on certain people. These politically correct people, they are, and there's there's, there's hundreds hundreds of them in football. Oh, tell me about it. They're you know, hundreds of people. them. You know, uh, and I'd sooner. Because what they do, they talk nice to your face. And as soon as you've walked away, they slag you off. So, I mean, all I do with a lot of people is say, hello, good morning, and goodbye. Because they are nice to your face and, mm. and, and, and crap behind your back. Instead of turning around and saying, you know, you shouldn't be managed because of so-and-so, so-and-so, but without slagging him off. Yep. You know, you can express your opinion and say, well, I don't, you know, I didn't think you were the right man for a job, or mm. I don't think... Uh, You'd be able to get the best out of the players, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. But it's how they go about it. But they always seem to people always seem to side that type of person. Yeah. I mean, Frank Lampard has done a marvelous job, and I'll tell you something else. Arteta has done a great job. At, Absolutely. Uh, at uh, Arsenal. Absolutely. No, has he pulled up any trees and he's won any trees? No, but he's got up to a cup final yep. where they're already nowhere. Uh, this season, 
you know, he's improved the style of play because it was absolutely boring to watch. I mean, I want people to understand this. Mm. I ate sideways and backwards football more than I ate the long ball. Yep. I ate that. I ate. I do switch that off. Mm. I mean, what I will say about the long ball, it's not my cup of tea. Because it's just it's just a hustle and bustle. Win the second ball, you know, and you're just fighting. There's no for me. There's no a skill attached to it. Mm. You know, it's the biggest and the strongest uh, will win. Because that's what majority of coaches fetched into the game. But I, the sideways and backwards slow football. It I, listen that I want to just turn off. Yeah. I just want to turn off and and not watch because it's like watching the Italians play football. Mm-hmm. TC, your team of the year, um, it's our finest 11, what we believe from what we've seen of the 38 Premier League games this season. We're going to go your goalkeeper, my goalkeeper, so we'll go, you know, you first, I'll go second. So, what's your first position? If I were picking a team... Yeah, what's your goalkeeper? Well, I'm saying if I was picking a team to play in the, the Premier League, if we're going to go it like what like you're saying is Premier team at season, because yeah, there's certain players I'd have in my team yep. to try and win the Premier League. Yep. But yeah, I can see what I can see. We, but I'm still going to pick a team. What I think, what can defend, can uh, can attack from midfield, and and and, and put pressure on uh, with, with the front three. What's got blistering pace and, and, and good on the ball. So my goalkeeper is, and this is difficult because I do like them both. Uh, Edison and Allison, but I'm going for Allison at uh, Liverpool. Snap. I've gone for Allison as well, and and I think there's a gnat's whisker between those two goalkeepers. I think they're both fantastic, but I've had so many arguments about uh, Henderson. He's won the you know great leader. He's won the league and everything for Liverpool. And I've just said, just remind me before Van Dijk and before Allison, what did Liverpool win? How many Premier Leagues did they win? To the nearest sip. I tell all the people what new uh, what Liverpool fans are saying. You'll never win until you get a goalkeeper. Yeah. That mini lay and the other one. Yep. Right. If you'd have put them both in goals together. Yep. They'd have still conceded goals. Yep. So that's what that's how much they know about football. These people. Absolutely. Are you going a flat back for TC? Uh, yes, I'm going to go a flat flat back for. I'm going to play a four three three. Yep, same same with me. What's your uh, what's your defence then? Let's go through your defence and I'll go on my defence. See, see how many snaps we get from our back four. Well, I've changed it uh, a little bit for a purpose. Yep. Because if I was going to pick, if I was going to have players in my team uh, to, to play through in the Premier League, I would have gone. But if we're going to go, uh, you know, team at season type of thing, so because I would have had Mendy. But he's, he's not been fit all season. Yep. But I think he's one hell of a full-back, but he's had numerous injuries. So I'm going to go for Robertson at uh, Liverpool. Yep, snap. Who's, who's your right-back? Again, I've, I've had to change... I ain't had to change it. I've changed it because of his age. And, you know, uh, I'm going to play a team what would play in the, what would play in the Premier League now. Because I want, I want youth as well as... Uh, Experience. It's not the ex- no, I'm not bothered about the experience. Mm. It's um, what's the word I'm looking for? The power uh, to be physically, uh, mentally f- fit to play. And I'm not talking about athletes. I'm yep. talking about 
getting them fit. So again, I'm going to play the boy uh, Alexander at uh, Liverpool. But if, if 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 I was going to win, going to try and win uh, a European Championship and a and a and a World Cup in a short period of time, I would go with Walker and Mendy because of mm. I want defenders what can defend. I don't want defenders. I don't want my midfield players having to come back all the time. Yeah. I want them back, but I don't want them coming back all the time. So that's the reason why I picked those two full-backs. Yeah. And me, oh, the, the other centre-back, there'll be two centre-backs. Do you want my centre-backs? Yeah, 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 yeah. No, you get, you get yours because we've got three snaps so far, so I don't have to do mine. <laughs> right. Um, I've got uh, Van Dyke and Laporte. Snap, and I love Maguire, snap. And I, <laughs> and I love Maguire and I love... Um, John Stones me. I know a lot of people don't, but I still think there's something. I don't think there's something in stone. I know there's something in stone, but he's had one or two problems, injury problems, and I think he's had one or two problems outside of football, which not helped him. I've just put there, boy of the close season, John Stones, because I think mm. he, I think he probably will leave uh, Man City, and there's been rumours that Chelsea are interested. If I was Frank, I'd go and buy him. Because players don't go bad overnight. I, I think, yeah, I wouldn't. I wouldn't I'd have John Stones. And then I'd pull into, you know, then I pull him to one side. I put me around him, gave him a cup of coffee in, yep. in office, and said, "Look, I know you're a great player. You know you're a great player. All I'm saying is, you've got to stop making the silly mistakes, and they are silly mistakes yes. for somebody with your ability. Yeah. And I want you to do the right things, and mm. I want you to, you know, be composing the ball, but you, you're letting them come too tight on you. And then you're having to try and beat him instead of as he's moving and then move it on quickly. Yeah. Because that's what he's doing. He's getting caught mm. by trying to beat someone. Hundred percent. So our back four and our goalkeepers exactly the same. Our midfield three TC. Who's your first midfield player? Well, my 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 only midfield player is Rubinho at uh, Liverpool. Okay. Yeah. Fabinho. 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 Yeah. Okay, I didn't, I didn't, um, that's not a match, I haven't put a, in fact, I haven't even gone for a holding midfield player, I've got three ball playing midfield players. Who's your second midfield player? De Bruyne. Yeah, snap. <laughs> so we've got, uh, we've got six snaps so far, and who's your third midfield player that makes up your midfield trio, TC? Grealish. <laughs> Seven. <laughs> snap. Now, you know, you know, Fabinho... I want my centre-halves to give him the ball. He's not as an old midfield player as such. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just but I'm saying he's the one what's behind the other two. Yeah. Because I want the other two to get forward, mm. right, uh, as much as possible without over-committing. Yep. Right? So, and again, I could put Foden in there. Uh, there's one or two other players, but that would be my midfield three. The only um, difference in my midfield three, I went initially with uh, with Ruben Neves because I think Neves is a great, great player. player. Yeah, he's a great player. And then I thought of... Um, Just think Ma- of all the players we've left out. Oh, absolutely. I, I thought of Matinho as well because I'm, a, I'm yeah. a big fan of Matinho. And then I thought, well... I'd have Bruno Fernandes all day long in there, but he's only played a few games. I think it's a little bit unfair. So the midfield player that I've got to make up that trio is James Madison. 
I think he's an absolutely fantastic footballer. And um, we might concede a few goals, but I've got Virgil van Dijk and Laporte at the back. And I'm guessing with the players that I've got in front of them too, we ain't going to lose the ball much and we ain't got to worry about conceding. The two the two centre-backs, right? Yeah. It's not, a, again, when I say an old midfielder, he's not... <laughs> They're not an only midfield players what other people uh, would have Fabinho doing. Yeah. Right? I just want him to get the ball off them majority of the time because the two the two centre backs will come back. But the, I know they can I know they can defend. Yeah. And oh. know that you know yeah. if there's a mistake in them, it's one every twenty games. Yeah. And then you can you can put up with that. Yep. Yeah. You know, so the the two centre backs they def- they are defenders. Oh, all day long, and I think too. Two, in my opinion, the two best defenders, central defenders in the Premier League, Virgil van Dijk and Laporte. Who's your front three, TC? We might differ here, but I think we've Listen. probably got one of the same. Listen, we are, we will differ. Because yep. what I've got here now is pace. Go on, here you go. power. It's skill. Yeah. Right? And there's goals in them, all three of them. Right? I think we might have two out of three. Oh, you, 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 the, I'll shock you with my... I won't shock you with because people will look at it and think, well, I can understand why that. Because everybody go for Abby Kane. I would go for Rashford through the middle. Okay, yeah. Sterling, right? Yep. But interchanging with uh, Rashford and uh, Marnie. Marnie would be, be the, the left-hand side. All, into, all them three interchanging. Yep. You've got pace, you've got power, you've got... Uh, Technical ability, you've got players what think uh, without the ball. You've got players what know when, when and where uh, to make the run. You've got a, you've got three players what make uh, the right decisions majority of the time. You know, so them's my three. Well, I've got one. I thought we I thought we might have a little bit of a split here. So, in our eleven, our Premier League eleven. We've both agreed on eight, and there were there was three that we didn't uh, agree on. My two, because um, I picked Mane up front. I think Mane is absolutely fantastic. I loved him when he played for Southampton. I think he's a tremendous player, and uh, so he's in my uh, my Premier League team of the year. And then the other two to partner him up front, I've gone Raul Jimenez from the Wolves, the Mexican. Yeah. I think Great he player. he he he's he, he superb. I think that kid has got everything about him to be arguably one of the great number nines in world football. And the other player that I've gone with is uh, Aubameyang. I think Aubameyang for Arsenal is just different class. And I think that he's had a fantastic season. Um, He's scored an awful lot of goals in a team that hasn't been firing on all cylinders. And I tell you something, for a player like him that sometimes, well, he plays a little bit left and he might sulk a little bit. What's his attitude like? I think he's been an absolutely fantastic player for Arsenal. And yes. um, and, and, you know, and then Yeah, them, them be more. Mane, Jimenez and um, Aubameyang. So, so, yeah, eight out of 11 for uh, with, with snaps there, TC. We wouldn't mind putting either of those teams, your team or my team, against any team in the world, would we? Well, uh, I'd always believe in myself, and, and I'll tell yeah. you what, and I wouldn't have been frightened to throw him in, Mason Greenwood, because I'm oh, telling you, this kid's going to be a superstar. Yeah. 
it's going to be a superstar. 100%. So, and you've said that for a long time, too. So you've said it all season. Listen, there's a kid at Notts County. Yep. Callum Roberts. Look at him on YouTube. I saw uh, it and I posted it into our group, the current right. view in the group. Go on, go on, look on when we, at Newcastle. Yep. How Newcastle have let him go, I do not know. Right. And i tell you why I posted it. Hoping that someone at Sheffield Wednesday might look at him and think, well, hang on a bit, because look what he's got there. Yep. The technical ability to be able to forget it's championship. Yep. I could do that in first division all my life. Yep. Right? But I went and played in third division. I was doing it. I did mm. it. You know, when I went from third division to Everton, when everybody else was panicking, you know, that kid would be a great asset for a championship side at this moment in time. Two years yeah. there, and then his, his next step up would be Premier League, you know, uh, because obviously people look at him and think, well, he's, he's been released by Newcastle. Um, why is that? It's opinions. Yeah. It's opinions. Football's opinions. Of course it is. And that manager... You know, uh, you can see he's filled out a little bit, a little bit more. He's 23. I'm not saying he's going to be a superstar. Yep. What I'm trying to say is, he's a player. What's composed of the ball is mm. a player. He's got technical uh, skill. What to beat players mm. in tight scenarios. Yeah. You know, so he's he's a player that a Sheffield Wednesday would 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 need. And that's why I posted it hoping that somebody at Sheffield Wednesday might have a look at it instead of keep sending them silly scouts out they keep sending and signing some of these players we signed Jordan Bode whether he's good bad or indifferent he's never had the opportunity at Sheffield Wednesday hmm. right so to pay £10 million for him to sit on a bench yep so who's signing these players I think it's a mad scenario with football clubs. I'm not convinced that managers these days sign them. They tend to have committees that sign them. I don't know what influence managers tend to have. I do think it's a good get-out of clause when the manager doesn't do very well and say, well, I'll never pick the team. But I think if you're a manager of a team, first and foremostly, you run everything at that football club and you want to know everything at that football club. And I think that you you employ people because it is you know, difficult keeping your eye on everything. So you employ a team like Shanks did at the boot room. You trust people like Busby did as well. You have people go out looking at players. You discuss the players and uh, then the manager decides who he's going to have as a, as a player in his squad. Let me, let me throw, let me throw this to you. Yep. You know, the, 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 the coaches slash managers, what don't sign the players. Yep. They never succeed, do they? I don't think so, personally. No, well, I don't. Listen, I don't, I don't you think tell so. Me what, you tell me what, 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 what does well. But you know, you know, Guardiola. Mm. Man City won't sign a player without Guardiola's position. Oh, permission. Hundred, hundred percent. And and that's the right Klopp, way. You know, Klopp. You know, yeah. Klopp. They will not sign players without Klopp's permission. I, I and just it's funny how these managers, yeah. you yeah. know. Have it right. When I say have it right, that the players respect them. Now you know when you're at certain other certain clubs, mm. let them players know that that manager is not signing certain players, or he's not the boss. Mm. And that's why sometimes, uh, and I'm not saying always, but sometimes some of these players mm. don't have the respect for the manager because of yeah. that. Yeah. Other things and all. Don't get me wrong. Yeah, I'm yeah. Not saying it's just that. Mm. But that's that's another problem that players. And I know people are going to turn around and say, but that would be the politically correct people. You know, 
they get paid by that club, the, 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 um, they should be given 100%. Mm. That is a must. That mm. is a must. You should always give 100%. But I don't give a damn who you mm. are. Players will be disappointed because you're training all week. Right? And listen, 95, 98% of those players know, know they're not going to get picked on Saturday. Yeah. But all week they work hard, yep. majority of them, and they still think they're going to get picked yep. or they hope they're going to get picked. And it's still a big disappointment. And, and that's what people don't understand. Mm. And that's where a good manager knows how to handle that situation. The one team and the one manager that, that I would say that, that comes in my head straight away, and they are playing tonight, and that's the boy, is it Thomas Frank is his name, uh, at Brentford. Brentford, for a period of time now, have had committees that are buying in players and the manager just coaches because the manager ain't really a manager. He's a coach and, and and they look at it the way I've... The way I gather it from Brentford, no matter who the coach is, then the players are still the same and we pick the players. The coach just coaches. So if the manager goes, nothing changes within the football club. I kind of get that. I kind of get that, but I don't agree with it. I just think that the manager, first and foremostly, first, second and last, no matter what way you look at it, has everything to do with the running of that football club because he is the manager. In fact, if I was the manager at a football club, I'd be saying, these are the tea bags that we're going to use, kids. That's well, how important the manager is to me. I, I wouldn't take a job unless I, I got the full right to... to 100%. To to pick and uh, and buy the players. Yeah, 100%. Right. Or at least have a really big say in it. The Brentford scenario has not changed for a long time. They do buy the players and yeah. they sell the players. Yeah. So he is a coach. But this is what makes me laugh with it. Yes, Brentford have done well. And they've done well for two reasons. The first reason is uh, they haven't gone out and spent beyond the budget. Right. Yeah. Uh, they'll get players in what they know they can uh, sell on mm. at a profit for them. So they've done well in that. And the other thing, what Brentford have, there's no pressure whether they win. Yep. There is no pressure. Hundred percent. That but makes a need, massive difference. They need to win. Yep. But when they when they're playing when they're playing Sheffield Wednesday. Yep. They lift the game. When they're playing Sunderland, they lift the game. When they're playing Leeds United, yep. then teams always lift the game. Yep. A good manager, right, will make sure that you don't let your standards drop. Choose who, choose who you're playing. Mm. You know, I look at a lot of managers. What when the cup comes round or certain games? They're playing Man City. or we'll leave we'll leave five players out. We're playing we're playing Norwich next week, and then they get beat by Norwich. Yep. They, I don't know if they were that good of managers. What what they think they could do that? Mm with their teams, they won't be managing them at Newcastle's of this world. Yeah. They'll be managing at Manchester City's yeah. and your Liverpool's and your Barcelona's. You know, so Brentford, it, it, and, and then what we do, we seem to follow that because we have the politically correct people in our game now. It's the mm. same with that Charles Hughes and Graham Taylor and all yeah. of them. Mm. You know, they had a bit of success, so, so that was the way to go round. Yeah. Uh, that was the way to go down. Right, we'll get the ball into the box, bar, bar, bar. And I still see ex-players going on about it, about goalkeepers kicking out. It's not the problem kicking out from the back. It's the mistake when they do it. Yeah. 
And they still they still don't give it. They say, Oh, it doesn't go to do feel what for for it to come back straight back here. Yeah. You know. So it's little things like that. What what happens football clubs? But, but players, if they if they can see that that manager hasn't got the power, right, then that player or certain players of that club will not give that hundred percent or commitment to the to the team and to the because they think, well, it not belong for he gets a sack, so I'll start again. Yeah. And then they start again, uh, and then they may go into the team, and if they don't, it's back to square one again. And that's so keep chopping and changing managers. That doesn't that doesn't uh, work a lot. No, I think continuity in football and giving the manager carte blanche to go and do what he has to do, I think that's the recipe for success in football. And I think you're absolutely spot on. TC, next season, we've only got a few weeks until the season kicks off. It's early September. I want you to follow five young players because we're always going to keep uh, an eye on Jock and, and how is yeah. Jock doing. But I want I've I've named a fantastic five, my 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 fab five. So I want you to look at and, and get your fab five. They don't right. all need to be like really, really young players and players so, out of the limelight, but you know, mine kind of are. Are you saying the Premier League or in all leagues? No, any anywhere. Any anywhere. player yeah. that catches your eye and you think yeah. We'll 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 keep our we'll keep our eye on uh, on that player. I've already picked my five, um, and I'm I'm going Damari Gray. I've, I'm going with a little bit of localness here. Uh, Damari Gray, who plays at Leicester, uh, who formerly was at, at Birmingham City, smashing lad, local local boy. Callum O'Hare, who's just signed for Coventry from Aston Villa. Watched Callum a number of times last season, and I think the kid has got a, a box of tricks. Um, Jack Grealish is my head boy because I think Jack is the greatest English talent in, on the on the planet. Uh, Julian Brandt, I think he's absolutely, I think he's a genius who plays at Borussia Dortmund. Borussia Dortmund, yeah. And another player that, that you know people think, oh, all you ever do is criticise Jude Bellingham. You don't like him. He's not particularly my type of player, but I'm interested to see how he's going to develop in Germany with Borussia Dortmund. So Bellingham is one of my fabulous five this season. And where I'm coming from now is Bellingham has gone from Birmingham City to Borussia Dortmund. He's played just over 40 games. Why the hell did the club retire a football shirt after that? You will. I ain't got a clue. I am got a clue. I know. I have. Yeah. I, I, I have. Politically correct you know, again, isn't it, PR? I don't even want to talk about it, but, I, you know, yeah. but it's my opinion. So, But, yes, I, I will look at uh, five players. Yeah. Um, and I'm not... I mean, I will put... Uh, Fodden, and we all know what yep. Fodden can do. Yep, yep. But I'm going to have a look. Yep. I'm going to have a look at my club, uh, and I won't be looking for somebody else to tell me what's he like, what's breaking into it first team. I'll look myself because, mm-hmm. you know, I'm not a sheep. I don't. Yep. I, I want to pick my own players. But I'm going to put Fodden in there, uh, and then I'm going to have a, and I'll put uh, Callum Roberts in at Notts County. Yep. Uh, that'll be two, and I'm going to have a good look for for, for three more. Yeah, another player that caught my eye last year, and I will be looking at him, is um, Lewis Sibley for uh, Derby County. And he scored oh, yes, a tremendous he goal against Birmingham that last game of the season. That you... kid does look as though he's got a big future ahead of him. Yes, you're not, you're not kidding either. Um, 
there's, a, there's the, the black lad. There's a black lad who plays for Arsenal, young lad. I think he's only about eighteen. Hey, uh, was it Sacco? Yes, Sacco. Yeah, he looks. Yeah, yeah he looks decent. You know, as well, so that's three, and I'll yeah. have a look because I want to pick. I want to. I want to pick one from Mike Club Sheffield Wednesday. Yeah, and um, I'll, I want to have a look at um, one or two other players in and around. Trying to get into Chelsea without them, you know, and Arsenal's and your Tottenham. Yep. Without them, uh, without me already said, oh, we already know that. So I'll pick three now, what, 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 what I already know, but I'll, I'm going to find two more for the um, for the rest of the public to think, well, at least he's picked someone who we've not heard of or what yep. we've seen. Absolutely. Because so, uh, everybody can see that Fodden's a player and Sacco's a player. And, yep. You know, but uh, I'm going to pick some out for, for, for people to have a look at. And I pick at least one of them is that um, Captain Roberts at Notts County. I should be keeping. Well, we will so, both be keeping our yeah, eyes yeah. on these players and on the teams as well in the forecast, uh, our football forecast, which we will be going on. We have got a winner of the football forecast, TC. Uh, Bournemouth trying to sue the Premier League, or not so much the Premier League, but Orkai for that ridiculous decision and it was because it was a goal but football since we started playing in the 1800s we've always had mistakes whether it be referees whether it be players and now it's the the equipment that we use I mean they are really dancing in the dark they've got a snowball's chance in hell in getting anything from that haven't they absolutely ridiculous and I did see something that they were millions of pounds in debt and I think that's probably the reason why they have more chance of winning European Champions League. Right? It's laughable, isn't it? In the Premier League. It's laughable. Well, it ain't laughable because... It's crazy. Uh, somebody, someone uh, got relegated and when Everton scored a goal, it should have been a goal against Everton. Something happened when it went in and the referee didn't give it. Mm. Where I think where it's wrong, right? And the, the uh, Hawkeye... It's not Orkai, what's it called? Yeah, it's, I think it is Orkai with the uh, the goal line technology. I think it's the well, Orkai, yeah. yeah, yeah. It's video technology. Oh, it? the VAR, I mean, that, yeah. that, that, that's... No, but it, but it, but it ain't VAR's fault. Of course it's Gavin. not. It's the people that run it. It's nothing to do with the VAR. Nothing wrong it's with VAR, do... yeah. Let me... This is my argument with this. Mm. How can you... When I say you, yeah. I mean the authorities. How can they turn around and say... The referee is not accountable for that decision. It's ridiculous. It can make a mistake. Mm. Hang on a bit. We all know what a mistake is. Yeah. We all know what a mistake is. Right? But when they're giving decisions like some are given, you think, hang on a bit. And it's the same referee sometimes with the same clubs. Mm. Right? There's something wrong. Now, let's go to that Villa game. Right. It breaks down. Right? Must have, it yeah. It breaks down. Yeah, must have. Hang on. It breaks, see, see, you know, the uh, VAR breaks down. Mm. There's still three people in that in that room. There's yeah. three people. Of course there is. Hang on a bit. They've got, they're connected to, 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 the, to, the, to the grounds. Mm. Right? The Sky TV sees it. Right? But they don't see it. Mm. Right? It's good. They will have Sky on there, as well as the as the monitors. They will have a Sky TV there. 
one of them should have and could have uh, seen that incident and said, right, stop, we need to get this through to referee. It's gone over the line. Mm -hmm. And then he could have gone to the... But they give an excuse that it broke down. Yeah. And that, how do we know it broke down? Have they showed somebody it's broke down? Mm -hmm. So, yes, and that has kept him up. Well, again, it hasn't actually kept him up because if, if we look at the VAR decisions and, and we had the football season without VAR, Villa actually got more points than what they finished with because they got done by by the result of ridiculous but, decisions of VAR as well. All right, but no, no, all but right, the thing but, is, too, so with me there, you've got a referee and you've got two linesmen. The one linesman is taking the left back and the linesman had the best view in the house of whether that ball was in the back of the net or not. And the linesman bottled it. So, guys, don't blame the technology. Blame the bloody officials. They were ridiculously wrong. Let me put it this way to you then. Yeah. Right. If that if that goal stays and it's hypothetical as it weren't. Yeah. Right. Villa's heads might have gone down. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. The other games. Yeah, yeah, might have. Yeah. So what I'm trying to say is, mm -hmm. you know, it probably has cost Bournemouth. But but, if... but there's other decisions. Got yeah. But what I'm trying to say. Yeah, yeah, that, yeah. We have to stop saying. We have to do it. It's got to be stopped. You know, referee are not accountable. There's referees. In Italy, there's referees in, in, in and around the world what's being getting paid to throw football matches. Oh, 100%. So we have to stop saying mm. that he's not accountable because he makes a mistake. Mm. We'll all agree a genuine mistake we can accept. 100%. Right? But there's more to certain decisions given by referees, whether it's, and I'm not talking about, you know, a bribery in a sense with money. Mm. They don't, they might, you know as well as I do, certain people hate Manchester United. Mm. Certain fans hate Liverpool, Chelsea, and other teams. So when they referee, they mind, they mind what you tell them. Oh, I, I do it, you know, uh, fair and honest. I watch football, and I'm like you, right? I can say, uh, Brooks at Sheffield United looks a great player. Yep. Right? That's me being fair and honest. Yeah, absolutely, yeah. Not getting slaughtered by my fans mm -hmm. because I'm telling them that. Yeah. Right? So, for me, they should be made accountable and not and not uh, people saying, well, they make mistakes and we have to get off the backs. Hang on a bit. Nobody gets on the backs of the... The, 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 the hair now is getting a lot of stick. Because he's made a couple of mistakes. They don't get on referees' backs if they're not making mistakes. But if they give him bad decisions, the fans will get on the backs. And and when you see some of these decisions, listen, it's absolutely ludicrous and ludicrous. And why would you give somebody offside, you know, for a, for the toe being over over the line? Mm. A toe. Yeah. Because when you look at some of these things, the boot, it's, it's, it's outside the tongue. What, 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 what? And they give off sight for it. I know, it's and incredible. You think, what? Yeah. But the, the worst decision by a referee, in my opinion, this season, was when Jack Grealish was kicked 
He should have had a penalty. He actually passed the ball while he tried to keep himself upright. And then um, Henry Lansbury put in the back of Palace's net and the referee had already blown up. I mean, so Mm. when people are looking at one instance, guys, let's look at the full picture Picture. and not that little bit of the picture that you want to focus upon. Absolutely. Just be honest when you're watching that. Listen, anybody sat there watching that, they should be able to make it. Not see it three or four times. Yeah. I always think, I, you know, just be honest and say, look, I'm a Sheffield Wednesday fan. I'm telling you now, right? I will give an honest decision. I don't give you damn what anybody says. I go on my own decision. 100%. And I know if that ball's over the line and it should be United, Sheffield United's goal, I will give that goal. Yeah, 100%. Right? Never mind how much to, because that's what I do. Yeah. And that's what they've got to be doing. They're in there. They gain good money to do that job. That is not an hard job to do. No, right? I, I think it's a majority really people, majority, And I'm not on about ex-players doing yeah. it neither, right? Yeah. Like everybody else. But what I will say, four out of the five will agree. You'll you'll always get the odd one. Yeah. Right. But. What are you giving? What are you giving in there? You're giving all different people, giving different. I oh, know it's it's, it's uh, getting decisions it's, on it. You think what what what's it all about? This it's getting everybody's crazy. blaming VAR, and I keep saying it's not the VAR. <laughs> it's the people. What's doing? What's running the VAR? I've done a podcast with uh, with Latiz the beginning of the season because we were um, we were communicating. Well, I've done an in- I've done a couple of interviews with with Matt, and one was during the World Cup, and um, we were watching it. And it was the England game when they played. Who was that team that they absolutely slaughtered? Now, I can't remember now. It was a few years ago. And I've slept since and it doesn't really matter. But um, Panama, it was Panama. And every time England had a free kick, you could have given a penalty. And the VAR never picked up on nothing. So we were having a bit of a laugh. And then I'd done a piece with Matt about VAR. And Matt said, with VAR coming into the Premier League, if people think it's going to solve all the problems, dream on. Because it'll probably create more problems more. than and it has solved. Got, and he has created more, Absolute, Absolutely. And I messaged Matt this morning and I says, do you want to do a little podcast? podcast var so far and he says we will do but he's a bit busy at the moment so in a couple of three weeks or so I'll get hold of Matt Letizier and we'll do a, a var so far part two but he was absolutely right and I think that we deluded if we think that that it will solve all the problems behind the lens TC another another feature that we do on the podcast Julie sent you some uh, lovely photographs about Southampton versus Wolves when you absolutely Murdered them. You beat them three two, didn't you? Let's talk briefly about that game. Well, the game itself, I think we made two mistakes and uh, let them back into it. You know, we beat them three two. We beat Everton three nil. We absolutely battered them. Mm. We were playing some really good stuff at, uh, at that uh, moment in time, and I was really just settling in like there, you know, yeah. and, and started to play like I were at Forest. And I was playing really, really well. And um, and I know, uh, Stevie, I remember going to an after-dinner uh, gig. Uh, Stevie, Stevie Kingdom was speaking. And he was saying to me, uh, the Wolves manager, when, 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 when they played against me, the, the managers used to say, look, we are, when I were at Forest, he used to say, forget, forget Robertson, Curran's our main danger. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I'm going to get... 
Stevie to John Binley to get out of Steve Steve Kinden because that's going to go in the book and he'll the other players will tell you the same. Uh, but I used to get kicked up the air. Bali used to say the same thing. How would you take that much stick? I, I do not know. And if you see where when I put that article in with, with Ian Boyer and, and Peter Reid, yeah. I used to get kicked up the air. And that back four, uh, Palmer, Parkin. I mean, Palmer was a right back. Yeah. Parkin was a left back. Yeah. I'm trying to think the goalkeepers now, the goalkeeper. It would have been uh, Phil Parks. Lofty, Phil Parks. Yeah, was it? Mm-hmm. He would have been in them days. Um, where but, did it, where, did, it, did he go from Wolfsburg to uh, West Ham then? No, it was a different oh, one. You, different one. Oh, so did, yeah, yes, there, was, there right. was two Phil Parks. Yeah, one had got yeah. light and the other one had got dark air. Yeah. Right. And then they got Frank Munro and um, was it, uh, yes. McCall. Yes, that's right, Munro. They were a good team, Wolves. And Derek Parkins made more appearance and appearances than any other uh, Wolverhampton Wanderers player. I'm sure they bought him from um, from Barnsley just before they bought uh, Kenny Ibbitt. Right. Mm-hmm. Where did he get Kenny Ibbitt from then? Was it Newcastle? Um, Bradford Park Avenue. Avenue. Because yeah. they, they are Yorkshire boys, aren't yeah, they? Yeah, yeah, but yeah, they were. Yeah, because Terry, Terry was at Leeds and there was talk yeah. about... Um, um, Kenny going to Leeds, but he was at uh, Bradford Park Avenue, and uh, chance Wolf come, Martin. yeah, chance come to, uh, to to go to Wolves because, and he didn't he didn't want to compete against Terry because I mean they they were two real real close brothers, so he went to Wolves and uh, you were a bit unsure about going and signing for Wolverhampton Wanderers, but I mean what an absolute star and legend yeah, he was, yeah, and and he but... played played here for uh, Seattle Sounders with uh, with Uddy, and Uddy yeah. says to me. I didn't realise how good Kenny was as a player. Was you don't sometimes. Player. You don't until you play with him. Exactly, and that's the thing, mm. isn't it? And um, 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 so um, lately, there's been a lot of Southampton fans have private messaged me, and then they've asked me to go on that uh, Saints archives. Okay, yeah. When I join that, so I've joined that. So, and then um, the people are sending me uh, stuff, but I've not. I never used to keep anything, Gabby. Yeah. It's what my mum and dad kept. So yeah, I, know. I mean, the, the, they them bits they're from Southampton. The only way uh, they would get anything uh, from me um, is when we played North. Yeah. So when we played Leeds, have been our national papers up in mm. York, in, you know, in, in North. But when you were South, if, if we were playing Chelsea, we, you know, you'd get a little bit about Southampton, wouldn't yep. you, up here? Yep. You know. So uh, she's been sending me some. Well, it's not just her. There's other people been sending me some stuff. So. Um, it was nice to nice to see you know to see uh, paper clippings and it's always nice when you see me think I do I remember that game now you know so uh, but no it's it's from a girl called Julie um, she's a big South uh, Southampton fan she lives in now uh, she's retired but they've gone to uh, they retired to Austria oh right okay so, so she lives out in Austria but mm. uh, she's always writing a pre-post upon uh, Saints archives. Um, and she, she she always sent she sent me a couple of items before now, so it's about the third one she sent me now. Yeah, I noticed um, that. Mm. So that's what it, that's what it is. Um, but yeah, yeah. wolves. But it was, I mean, Luton. I always used to score, but I used to score. I used to score goals for fun at, at one time a day. Yeah. Uh, but but I, I, I missed. Two, two, two and a half, three seasons because of serious injuries. Yep. And what I mean by that, nearly a season at Forest and nearly a season at Everton. Mm. Then, I, then I get back fit. Uh, 
but I weren't long at Southampton. I weren't long at Derby. And it's not because of um, problems. It's at the dock. The dock was um, always buy and sell players. I mean, mm. a lot of players didn't like dock. George Best didn't like the dock. Jerry Daly, he, he, he played for him at Man United. And when he came, he hated him, Jerry Daly. You know, so Doherty would buy and sell players anyway. Mm. Uh, Southampton, I was playing well, even though I was, I was annoyed with, with McMillan. But uh, if Sheffield Wednesday wouldn't have come calling, I'd have only left for a bigger club because I would have started to play to play really well there, you know, at Southampton. Really started to rip teams apart. Uh, and I got a great report. I got a great with all young lads there. Stevie Williams, Malcolm Waldrum, Terry uh, Ibbett. Not Terry, Trevor Ibbett. Hubbard. Hubbard. Trevor Hubbard, little Austin Ains, Tony Seely. I mean, Austin is died now. Uh, Peachy, Steve Nickel, all of them. You know, I used to get on great with them all. So We, we uh, need to do more about Southampton and more with Derby. And we need to get you in some groups as well. So anything like that, we'll, we'll get involved with. And um, things that I do see on your personal Facebook page, I'll put them on your uh, yeah. official page as well. And uh, let, let's link in with more supporters going forward. An absolutely fantastic ball there for uh, the young man Watkins. And now uh, it's it's all uh, all equal. Is it one, one, is one it nil one on the nil. night and yeah. one one? I think it's going to be a great game. Well, it I, was. I come into lounge into. To, said lounge, it's a kitchen diner type of thing. Yeah. So I've come in here to to speak, and then so I haven't got television on. If, if they were upstairs watching up with them, but they're downstairs, so that's why I'm in here. So I don't know. I don't know what it's uh, what the game's like. So, but we're coming to that time when that over's kicking up, and I'm going to watch. I'm going to watch the football now. Myself. We we certainly are, TC. And I did just say that it was all square. 15-15 in our forecast. You can't six. believe that, can you? And do you know what? Do you know how many you got out of six this week? One. <laughs> you got zip. And I only got one. I backed Middleborough <laughs> against Sheffield Wednesday. I got one out of six. So I won 16-15. Well, so you're lucky, really. I, I was I, lucky. I, I, told you, I told you. I know. I mean, I went for Charlton because I wanted Charlton to stop up. Yeah. I think that was against Leeds, weren't it? Yeah, I went a draw. Yeah, and you went for Charlton to win and they got absolutely mullered. But yeah, so so it was 16-15. So I do get to pick the music. And the only record that we can go out this week is Sweet Caroline by Neil Diamond and dedicated to Jack Grealish and all at Aston Villa. And well done. And everybody, guys, thanks for listening. We are going to carry on throughout the close season and and next season. So um, well, till we've got next the players week. to talk about. We've got well, the players to talk about. Loads. You know, there's... the European Champions League oh. to talk about. So we've got plenty of things to talk about. So you say there's always something going on in football, and if we can't have it in this country, we'll find it from another country. So till next week, TC. Love to you and yours. Thanks for listening, guys. See you later. Thanks, everyone. Have a good weekend. Give my love to your family. Speak to you later, Gabs. Cheers, pal. Bye, mate. Ta-ra, bye. Where it began I can't begin to know it But then I know 
it's growing strong Wasn't the spring And spring became the summer Who'd have believed you'd come along Hand Touching hands Reaching out Touching me Touching you 